This is 89.1 WEMU, and welcome to this month's edition of The Green Room. I'm David Fair, and today we continue our series on Michigan's growing web of oil and gas pipelines. We've been discussing everything from the 65-year-old Line 5 pipeline that runs through the Straits of Mackinac to the new and controversial Nexus gas pipeline, which is scheduled to begin running today in Washtenaw County. In this third piece of our pipeline series, Barbara Lucas heads into the green room to ask, are the risks from pipelines to our drinking water worth taking? And what is being done to minimize those risks? Michigan's Lower Peninsula, under the Mackinac Bridge with Janan Cornstalk. I am a citizen of the Little Traverse Bay Bands of Odawa Indians. She's organized a flotilla of kayakers. Over a hundred have shown up here today to call for the shutdown of the Line 5 pipeline. It's owned by Enbridge and lies at the bottom of the straits between Lake Michigan and Lake Huron. 40 million people depend on this water for drinking, for economic reasons, for spiritual reasons. We have tribal fishermen that fish in these waters. This is the fourth year of the pipe out gathering. Cornstalk is encouraged by the increasing bipartisan calls for action. But she's getting impatient in light of Line 5's aging condition, not to mention last April's anchor strike that damaged utility lines uncomfortably close to Line 5. Don't say, I'm going to shut it down. You say that, and people have been saying that all along. Well, really, how are you going to do that? I want to know, blow by blow, how are you going to do that? Republican State Senator Rick Jones was at last year's gathering, but had to cancel his appearance here today. I caught up with him by phone. He tells me his mother-in-law lived on the Kalamazoo River near Marshall until the 2010 Enbridge oil spill. She had to sell her home to Enbridge Company. Senator Jones feels a risk to the Great Lakes is a risk Michigan should not accept. Instead of putting Line 5 in a tunnel, he would rather see it rerouted out of Michigan. Most of this product goes to Sarnia. And in Sarnia, they refine it. It's Canadian oil. So we have Canada uh, taking a shortcut through Michigan to get to their refinery. But according to Enbridge spokesperson Ryan Duffy, Michigan needs Line 5. 30% of the crude oil on Line 5 goes to Detroit area refineries, and so that's used uh, back in Michigan, so that's used for cars and for jet fuel and all those kind of things. And we supply 55% of the propane use statewide, 65% in the UP, so... You know, they're relying on a, a consistent supply that's affordable and that is reliable. So Enbridge in particular is, is the reason it is reliable and affordable. On September 12th, the National Wildlife Federation released an independent report saying instead of Line 5, Michigan's propane needs could be met by trucking with a price increase of $0.05 cents a gallon. But trucking, Senator Jones acknowledges, is not as safe as pipelines. Regardless, he feels the threat to the Great Lakes is too great. It's the best natural resource that Michigan has, and we should do everything to protect it. Beth Wallace is a pipeline safety specialist at the National Wildlife Federation. We meet at their office in Ann Arbor. The Enbridge oil spill in the Kalamazoo River isn't far from where she grew up. That disaster prompted her to research and write Sunken Hazard, the 2014 report that brought national attention to Line 5. I asked her, How many crossings of pipelines uh, over water are there in Michigan, do you know? 
I know that Enbridge alone over like wetlands, rivers and streams, there's around 400 for just line five. Um, the St. Clair River. The St. Clair River is connected to the Detroit River, the source of drinking water for much of southeast Michigan. The Sabo River, um, Straits of Mackinac, obviously, and then all throughout the most of the wetlands in the northern part of Michigan. Uh, Wallace points out that the Enbridge spill started in a wetland, which was in a hundred-year flood, so it spilled over into a creek which connects to the Kalamazoo River. An incident can really occur anywhere, and especially with the weather events that we're having because of climate change. As vice president of the board of the national organization called the Pipeline Safety Trust, Wallace is committed to making pipelines safer. This does not need to be a risk for Michigan, especially in light that we have a huge drinking water issue across the entire state. We, we cannot continue to go down this path where we continue to add pressure to our drinking water sources. It's just, it's a huge problem. Meanwhile, representatives from pipeline companies assure me multiple safety measures are in place throughout Michigan. Steve Hope is a pipeline expert with DTE Energy. With Enbridge, DTE owns the Nexus Gas Pipeline, which is aiming to begin flowing through Washtenaw County by September 28th. We have uh, foot patrols, if you will, of the, to, to observe um, the pipeline corridor um, in a real-time basis, um, walking the corridor. Uh, we also do aerial patrols weekly of our pipeline infrastructure. And the intent of the aerial patrols is to, you know, get a good look um, from above at any change in vegetation or other characteristics that, that would lead us to believe there could be something that, that we need to explore a little bit further. He says not only do they regularly inspect pipelines from the outside, but from the inside, too. Um, like an x-ray almost from the interior of the pipeline to ensure that uh, the integrity on the inside of the pipeline is, is um, at its utmost, um, just like we do on the exterior, exterior of the pipeline. Is that with those things called pigs? Yes, it is, yeah. I keep hearing about these pipeline inspection gadgets, or pigs, that check for pipeline problems. I can't picture them. And I'll pull around here so you can see it a little bit better. To learn more, I'm being given a tour of Enbridge Energy's storage and terminaling facility in Stockbridge. Manager Rusty Smith shows me Line 79 that transports oil to Washtenaw County. Um, this is where we send the pipeline tools on Line 79. This is one of our tool traps, pig traps that we talked about. Finally, I get to see a pig. We stop to look. Some of them, he says, are what they call smart pigs. It's got all kinds of computers and electronics in it, and it, it'll look for anything of corrosion, dents, um, any abnormally in the pipeline, it'll it'll tell you where that's at. It's got a GPS tracker in it, and, it, and so you can get exactly where the, the indication is on the pipeline. Pipeline corrosion caused the crack, which caused the spill in the Kalamazoo River. The Enbridge Control Center in Edmonton, Canada, misinterpreted the warnings about the spill and let it go on for 17 hours. Enbridge spokesperson Ryan Duffy says a lot has changed since then. You know, it starts with the materials. We have cathodic protection running through these pipes at all times, so that's, that prevents corrosion on the pipes. Then our inspection and maintenance programs, they're 24-hour monitored from our control center. 
uh, up in Edmonton. So they're watched at all times. He is confident the human error which caused the devastation in the Kalamazoo River will not be repeated. But every new employee in the company gets a ring that's made out of a piece of Line 6B that ruptured. And so every employee, even if we weren't there, which I wasn't there, but all employees are given that reminder to always remember what happened and never uh, make those mistakes. He says safety awareness permeates everything at Ambridge. Even if it's just an office meeting like this, we start every meeting with the safety moment. And so then we made huge changes in safety and inspections and emergency response and just uh, really have been transformed. Duffy and Manager Smith tell me Enbridge has restored the 35 miles of the Kalamazoo River and removed long submerged junk in the process. It's better than it's ever been. Um, a, and I've heard, um, I'm a firefighter on a local fire department in Albion area, and I've heard from local residents in Albion that they sometimes have said, uh, well, I wish that happened in Albion, we'd clean the river up there. Um, but, uh, you know, obviously they don't really want that to happen, they just want the river cleaned up. We all appreciate clean water, but how to achieve that when it comes to pipelines is where things really get money. In the Green Room, I'm Barbara Lucas, 89.1 WEMU News. Join us in upcoming months for more of our Green Room series on pipelines. The Green Room is heard on the last Friday of each month, and you'll find our archive of shows at WEMU.org. I'm David Fair, and this is 89.1 WEMU-FM and WEMU-HD1 Ypsilanti.